Nathan, I know this is before our time, but let's pretend like it's 1978 and we're both little. Yeah, my eyes are closed. Okay. So picture the room around you. Okay. It's 1978. So there's uh, uh, let's whip inflation now buttons all around you. And your dad is kissing a picture of Jimmy Carter. And your um, mother is in some sort of earth dress. And you just saw your newest favorite movie last year, Star Wars. Everybody's got Star Wars fever still Mm -hmm. a year later. But not only does everyone have Star Wars fever, it's November. So everyone's going to be getting Christmas fever. And you hear on the TV, Walter Cronkite bursts in. He he says, everybody shut up. I have a big announcement to make. There's going to be a Star Wars holiday special coming out on TV. And you scream to your mother and father, I can't wait to see B. Arthur. (laughs) I will only watch this if B. Arthur from Maud is interacting with my new friends from Star Wars. That's exactly That's right. what happened in 1978. The Star Wars holiday special came out to flummox and disappoint a nation. And even <laughs> though this is something that has been covered a lot in the annals of television history, it hasn't been covered by us. And so That's we're right. coming two in. Two white men. Two white two men. Two straight white men. <laughs> we're getting our little scalpels out and we're going to do an operation and we're going to figure this thing out. Here on the Network Special Podcast, a podcast about the golden age of appointment-based television when you had to watch things that were on when they were on. But now, thanks to the magic of the internet, we can watch these curiosities again and again and again. And my name is Zachariah, and I am here like R2-D2 and C-3PO with my co-host, who? Nathan Lumpy Shear. And our own beloved... Mala in the production room. Who is our producer? Nice. Boy, I wish that Mala spoke in computer language. <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, when we when we get into this, you'll know what we're talking about. So yeah, the Star Wars holiday special. Nathan, this is this is a, a big one in the annals of specialdom. Had you ever seen this before? No, I always resisted it. Um, I mean, I always, I think I intended to watch it, but I knew that it was so bad that I just never took the time. Hmm. And now you've seen it. Last night. Yes, and a completist. And um, I had tracked this down at a, a VHS bootleg copy of it years ago at some movie convention and I knew the reputation was that it was bizarre and slow, but Oh Lord, I wasn't prepared for how bizarre and slow this special truly is. And it starts off so promising because it starts off like this. The star Wars holiday special starring Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Check. Harrison yeah. Ford as Han Solo. Check. Carrie Fisher as Princess Leia. Now, 
you got to be Check. losing your mind as a kid. Oh, they got Daniels, everybody from Star Wars to be in this. This Check. isn't just like Mark Hamill. You got Harrison Peter Ford, Mayhew Carrie Fisher, Chewbacca. the Chewbacca. Oh. oh, that's fun. Check. And James Earl Jones as the voice of Darth Vader. Wow. Check. Wow. Wow. And that's all we need, right? Yeah. Introducing yeah. Uh, Chewbacca's family. Oh. His wife, Mala. Oh, his okay. wife. Okay. He's okay. married. All right. Well. His father, Itchy. 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 <laughs> Itchy. All right. His son, Lumpy. His son, Lumpy. <laughs> well, all right. Special guest star. Yeah. Oh, okay. Beatrice Arthur. Okay. So, but also oh. young people, right? Young people Art are in this? Carney. Art Carney. Oh, hmm. oh, one of the originals. <laughs> Diane Carroll. Diane, every child's favorite, okay. Diane Carroll, Disco Sensation. The Jefferson Starship. Oh, okay. <laughs> My favorite band. Yeah. <laughs> Harvey Corman. Oh, he'll do something really funny, I'm sure. It's Harvey Corman. animated Star Wars story on the Star Wars Holiday okay. Special. Wow. Whew. All right. Were you going to say something, Nathan? Okay. When this... When I turned this on, my wife was watching with me. Yeah. And we were sitting there. And I don't know, about five minutes in, I thought... I was like, okay, let me check. I'll just tap the controller because you know you, you can tap the Apple remote and then it'll show the time like what time point you're in I was like yeah. oh, okay was well, this like 45 mm-hmm. minutes or something tap it I screamed out loud two hours <laughs> <laughs> and Meredith just blur- blurted out laughing like oh god <laughs> I just was so bummed I was so bummed. Now, you wouldn't think that spending two hours with uh, all the actors from Star Wars in their heyday in the 70s would be a bummer. (laughs) But... Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy, this special. Yes, this is a two-hour special with commercials. Um, This uh, had a rather rocky production. This, of course, wasn't known by anyone watching, but this was sort of... They they decided that they were going to make a Star Wars TV special because I think originally, before Star Wars was this <laughs> religiously kept thing that it is now, it was like, well, maybe we'll do a Star Wars TV show and uh, we'll have all these different stories and maybe we'll have a series that's just the, the Chewbacca's. And so they decided <laughs> we'll have an adventure where you see the planet of the Wookiees and we'll see what, uh, you know, adventures they get into. And then it got passed to another screenwriter and they said, no, 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 no. This needs to be like a variety show. Like there needs to be a bunch of stuff going on. And I got passed to another person who said, well, you, we, we kind of have to do both those things and we we can't be too much adventure because that's going to get too expensive. Uh, But we also need celebrities. So who can we get from that? Uh, and it passed from person to person to person who changed it a little bit at a time. And contractually, George Lucas and the cast of Star Wars had to be in it by the time it was done. Uh, this was made by two different directors <laughs> because it was taken from the first director because this special cost over one million dollars to make Yikes. in 1978 when sometimes movies wouldn't get that budget 
where did this budget go? I mean, oh building the gosh. house in, in I the guess? mouth of Itchy. They <laughs> kept mangling it, and then just the budget ran out. This special, which uh, famously had its last pass by our buddy Bruce Valanche, the human neck, oh, the human neck waddle, came in <laughs> to to dust this thing up. Uh it, it truly is kind of a strange hybrid between almost like what seems to be a hidden camera look at Chewbacca's family's <laughs> home and variety show acts. I'm let me look at how long this is. This this show opens this is, with This is like someone's home video of Thanksgiving where nothing everyone's just <laughs> sitting there. Okay, so Nathan, I'm looking at this. This includes the little introduction that we we listened to. But we spend time with Chewbacca's family. Not with Chewbacca. With Mala, Itchy, and Lumpy. <laughs> all Wookiees who speak in garbles with no <laughs> translation for 12 solid minutes. And they look like characters from Showtime Pizza Pizza. <laughs> like their their costumes. Like I don't know why. Like 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 Chewbacca's looks like yes, Chewbacca's looks like a good kind of furry creature, humanoid or whatever. They look like someone found these in the back lot of Star <laughs> Tours. Like. 30 years after the fact, and they've just been disintegrating. So Mala, the mom, looks, you know, like a puffier version of Chewbacca. Yeah, bigger eyes. Itchy, the grandfather, looks like... (laughs) Like a Skeksy. A A Skeksy and a Wookiee had a baby. (laughs) A collection of old improv actors' wigs at the bottom (laughs) of the box and his mouth looks like that picture that is on public domain greeting cards. The old man who has his lip pulled up over his nose. <laughs> That's how his mouth is. And then his child, Lumpy, looks like a rapist raccoon. It is a <laughs> tiny, tiny Wookiee with giant human teeth and very human eyes peering out. Oh, it, it they are just terrors. Like, like... Walking night, walking children nightmares. What doesn't help is that I guess when they were doing the different voices for these characters, they went and recorded different animal noises. But while Chewbacca is kind of like a deep purring noise, the other ones sound like when you're at the bottom of your stomach trying to vomit. It's just like. They sound like a um, like someone doing a really bad impression of the <laughs> Wookiee sound because you can't get that exact sound, so you're just going. <laughs> <laughs> and what do these Wookies do for twelve minutes? They walk back and forth. They annoy each other. Oh uh, my gosh, the, the the grandpa is is like. Just an abusive, an abusive grandpa. Lumpy is just like getting beat constantly by by Itchy. 
For 12 minutes. It's yes. that for 12 minutes. Oh, and also we get to see um, a hologram board where Cirque du Soleil is performing. We get to see yes. a five-minute Cirque du Soleil performance. But you know, sometimes like Cirque du Soleil will, uh, you know, silk dance or do impressive acrobatics. This is just them gadding around <laughs> with <laughs> little fake horns. <laughs> now, and also we get to watch um, Itchy, the grandpa, um, just straight up watch porn in the living room. <laughs> well, not yet. Not yet. I'm, I'm <laughs> kind of going through. This, Don't jump the gun. This is what's happening in this show. <laughs> well, you sure. <laughs> but that before that happens, after 13 minutes deep, we get to meet somebody from the Star Wars universe who we know, Luke Skywalker, <laughs> um, yeah. who looks like he's who auditioning looks- for Frankenfruiter <laughs> in the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> yeah. He has yeah. all the makeup from the table on. <laughs> he looks like someone who's like, um, like his stunt double. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Mark Hamill shows up with a lot of eyeliner and it's very confusing how everyone communicates with Chewbacca. I guess Han Solo <laughs> speaks Wookiee. And C-3PO no speaks Wookiee. Ma- <laughs> Mala, so we're kind of found out because Mala calls Luke on the video screen. And Luke goes, oh, it's Mala, Chewbacca's wife. Hey, what's going on? <laughs> Mah! Mah! He goes, um... Not- is there any like not even fully like she just occasionally makes a sound and the rest is him like just reading their faces he can't figure out what's going on he kind of goes wait is chewbacca not there oh i'm sure he'll be there soon right give us a smile okay bye and by the way she did not give him a smile I, th- I mean, as smile as you can get in this uh, costume, I guess. You just open your mouth a little bit more. Yeah, it's like how when we think that dogs are smiling, that's how Chewbacca smiles. That's the thing. Basically, like this is like Lassie. Like, like no one, like, what's that? What's that, Lassie? Oh, a man is stuck down by the the, the well. Like, yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, originally, there was a pass where. That was all this was. It was all just going to be pantomime with the Wookiees. And then oh, I guess it no. was a Bruce Valanche suggestion to say, well, we need to have somebody speaking English to kind of get us through this. So the next person Mala calls is Art Carney playing <laughs> a space trader, uh, meaning like a a... a Traitor of goods and services, not a traitor to the the species or anything like that. <laughs> He's a traitor to the empire. He, he is a traitor to the empire. Uh, Art Carney is wearing a completely open jacket with no shirt underneath, <laughs> like Jeff Goldblum <laughs> in that one shot from Jurassic Park, except it's Art yeah. Carney. <laughs> <laughs> who is who is from the the honeymooners? 
Right. Years like and one of the, years. One of the first original TV stars. <laughs> Probably just hanging out in the commissary. <laughs> Art, you want to be on TV again? Want to talk to these... Um... Can you talk Wookiee? <laughs> how, no how come no one in this universe... Like, everyone knows the language, but why don't unless, they... Unless they don't. <laughs> right, right, unless they don't. Why don't they actually speak the language with them? Why do they always speak English to them? Why don't they go... I, I, I can't answer that question. I mean, C-3PO should be saying things from English to the Wookiees, but that never happens. Also, I have <laughs> this... Uh, I'm, I'm kind of watching this as we go on mute, and I just had a nice depressing realization that Art Carney has a massive hearing aid in his ear. Oh, that's right. I, I did see that. Uh, Art Carney assures Molly everything's going to be okay and that he'll come over. Um, and to get ready for him coming over, Mala decides she's going to do some cooking. And Nathan, I know you love <laughs> comedy, so we get our first full-fledged comedy scene in this special. You want to describe that? So we have Harvey Corman, right? Mm-hmm. And can we... And, and, and remind me... Like, what was he in? Mama's Family? Was he in Mama's Family? Was he in I all mean, these shows? Carol Burnett's show was his big pop. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So so I'm thinking, oh, we're going to get another Paul Lynn style like sketch. No. It's him dressed as a lady alien uh, doing a cooking show and really just literally reading a recipe for uh, uh, the thing that just is like a bantan beef or something. I don't know. I don't know what the animal is, but like, and that is the freaking joke. Like, I don't know. There's, I mean, maybe there, there at one point she has a third arm that appears. Maybe yeah. that's a joke. Nathan, I think you're, <laughs> you're being too caustic. Your gen X <laughs> causticness is overcoming this very funny joke that I'm looking. Uh, it plays out over five minutes, which oh. is that it's very slowly revealed that, uh, we think that there's only two arms on Harvey Corman. There's actually four. Oh, so he's stirring the pot with four arms. Isn't that funny for five minutes? It's, and it doesn't come until like minute five. That's, <laughs> that's right. Leave them, wa- leave them wanting. <laughs> you don't start them wanting. <laughs> <laughs> you, you leave them wanting. That's the old saying. <laughs> You don't do anything. You leave them wanting. Well, we can't laugh all the time, and we're 25 minutes deep into this special. So what do we get? We join, hey, Chewbacca and Han Solo for at least one minute, and they're outrunning those Imperial forces, and Harrison Ford acting at gunpoint, (laughs) saying Saying things yeah. like, I'll get you home for Life Day, pal. Oh, we forgot to say, they are celebrating <laughs> Life Day on Chewbacca's yeah. planet. Yeah. Okay, well, enough of that excitement. It's back to Art Carney visiting the home of the Wookiees. <laughs> and Art Carney just kind of shuffles around a little bit, tells him not to worry. And he has a special gift for Grandpa Itchy. He has him sit in what looks like a hairdryer from a barber shop with the big thing, and he screws something onto it. And uh, he says that this this provides a little bit of wow. And Grandpa looks 
very agitated and happy and horny. And what happens <laughs> next, Nathan? <laughs> he says, this will make you happy, and I mean happy. <laughs> Something like that. And um, we cut to um, what is going on, I think, in his mind. I can't tell if he's looking at it or if it's just occurring, but there's the... Uh, who, who's the um, who's the singer? Is it Diane, Diane Carroll? Is that Diane right? Carroll, and she's basically just saying, "Like, look, I, I, I'm here. What do you want to do with me?" <laughs> and so we find out that he's watching porn just there in the living room. Okay, now when you say, <laughs> well, I like, know, like this is. <laughs> let's make it. Let's make it clear we're not seeing straight up hardcore pornography first we get treated to a minute and a half of lights flying around then she appears and she goes i am your creation i I am sensing something from you she goes oh i'm sensing that and And he's going we see his gross mouth like (laughs) chawing and working he's like chewing cud (laughs) And then she sings, she says, I am uh, here to, and you can do whatever you want with me. And then she sings a seductive (laughs) disco number while we listen to him make guttural noises. (laughs) And then it ends and he just goes like, like he like has an O face. (laughs) And then he, he blows his goo and we go to the next scene. Uh, what would this be like watching it with your parents, honestly? And the <laughs> sequence starts. I don't know. If I was a kid, I, I don't think I would, you know, I wouldn't have any idea of what it was. But if I was the parent, I'd be like looking at my wife being like, Are you getting turned this? on? <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll be right back. We're going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm feeling a little itchy myself. <laughs> I'm feeling a little lumpy in my pants, if you know what I mean. (laughs) Did you, honey, did you crap your pants? (laughs) Let's, Let's talk about those names for a minute. Chewy is short for Chewbacca. That's like a nickname Han gave him. Is it Itchbacca and Lumbacca? And Malabaka. (laughs) Yeah. Lumpy. How did they land on itchy and lumpy for two? That's that's cocaine. That's cocaine. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. I think you mean fun. So we're 35 minutes (laughs) deep into this special so far. And about now, there's there's a commercial break after Itchy blows his wad and Mala's mopping up all of his (laughs) Wookiee semen. Um... (laughs) There is a. Com- She's gonna throw it in the pot <laughs> with the bottom. <laughs> Part of the recipe. Um, there is, I believe, an ad that played during this segment that you you said you wanted to talk about. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you gonna play it or do you wanna? I I will cue it up right now. If you kind of wanna okay. let us know so, what we're in for. During the ad breaks, it's kind of depressing. Um, it depressed me a lot because. There were these great commercials um, about they were pro union and it was union members talking about you know like buying from union shops and um, 
it had a little bit of a America by America vibe, which I don't always love, but I do love a pro union message. And this and special was, just, was made by GM who did all these. Unions. Yeah. Yeah. And I was getting so bummed watching it because we would never see something like that today because people hate unions and that would be like a, you know, and, and corporations are fight them to the death now. So like, it just seemed like such a more like innocent time, like where we actually had a Cared better labor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, a little bit. I mean, I know, uh, I know it's every time it has is, is messed up for workers, but you know, it seemed like when unions were strong, things were a little bit better, but now I have the, uh, the woman's garment union commercial queued up. Is that the one you're talking about? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, here we go. There used to be more of us in the International Ladies Garment Workers Union, but a lot of our jobs have disappeared. A lot of the clothes Americans are buying for women and kids are imports. They're being made in foreign places. When the work's done here, we can support our families and pay our taxes and buy the things other Americans make. That's what it means when the label says union. Look for the union labels when you are buying what Real quick, uh, if I, I encourage everyone to pull up this ad, but if you can't see it, imagine a giant chorus of Peggy Hills singing this. Remember somewhere our union This this is like I picture like this coming out today, and I picture Tucker Carlson just like blowing his load, like "Oh my God, we got her! <laughs> we got tonight's show." <laughs> <laughs> the com- communism commercials, oh God, oh. <laughs> pulling an itchy. Yeah. <laughs> well. Sadly, we have to return back to the world of the Star Wars Holiday Special. <laughs> um, we see our next friend from the world of Star Wars, a very um, spacey-looking Carrie Fisher, who looks like she's on a big old helping of goofballs as Princess Leia. <laughs> and uh, she's there with C-3PO, and she's sitting at a desk, just kind of like looking at index cards. It looks like she's doing space taxes. But <laughs> Mala has the hotline for everybody. She calls Princess Leia and uh, C-3PO translates finally saying that uh, she's worried about Han and Chewie. But again, to your point, C-3PO tells her what the Wookiees are saying. He doesn't have to translate back into Wookiee. So I guess yeah. all the Wookiees, this is like a uh, a thing where like in China everyone learns five different languages in elementary school. Yeah. Maybe Wookiees are all just quadlingual and yeah. they, they don't expect everyone else to be up to their standards. It, it, I, I, I'll never, um, I mean, maybe George Lucas wrote a book about why the Wookiees voice sounds like that. I don't know. He seems like the kind of guy that would do that. <laughs> why the voice sounds like that. 
just like a huge, like a big, like long book of lore about the Wookiee sure, language. Sure, sure. Oh, I'm sure it's out there. Yeah. Um. Well, unfortunately, the 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 fun of seeing a wife and family worry about their father coming home for the holidays is going to be cut short and get even more tense because who should be at the door, but stormtroopers and a bunch of Imperial workers who then start trashing the home over the next course of 35 minutes looking for Chewbacca here, here's the thing with this is not only is it the normal level of uh, boring and people shuffling around the house very slowly that we've had before. This also is very uncomfortable because Imperial forces basically look like Nazi SS officers, right? Like for so long, <laughs> yeah, exactly. you had your villains, you kind of patterned it after Nazi uh, uniforms just because we recognize that as evil, right? Yeah. Visually. So, on this holiday special, you're watching Nazis looking for Chewbacca and also terrorizing a child, tearing the child's toys apart, <laughs> uh, right. hitting Mala. <laughs> Not fun, is my point. No, just... Um... Gosh, the the, the storyline in this, like they... like. It's got that kind of thing where they're, it feels like they're trying to set up the musical aspects of this show, but there's like only like two music things in the whole show. And like, so like all of this is all set up for that. It's like, I, oh, the show, I, I just don't know what to make of any of it. The there's always a conceit in these 70s specials of why the guest stars are appearing. Either we're in a cabin and oh, who's at the door or the Paul Lynn special. You get to the, the, the comedy sketches because Paul Lind has magical wishes where he can be whatever he wants. So he's wishing to be in these different situations in the star Wars special. It's just somebody's watching something on TV or projected from a robot. <laughs> That's how we get to our different things because the next thing that happens is art Carney sets up a little hologram projector of the Jefferson starship. (laughs) Oh, okay. Are we able to play a clip of this song? This is the worst song in the world. (laughs) I actually suspected you were going to like this song. (laughs) Now this, of course, is... Jefferson Airplane when they lost their singer so it's this guy. This is the we built this city is about to happen from Starship. Okay, th- I'm interested in that. This is miserable. Now, you might be wondering what's happening during this song. Maybe we're seeing the Star Wars people, you know, bop around. It's just Jefferson Starship on a black background, and they've been tinted pink. (laughs) So, (laughs) if you find that... (laughs) See, it's odd, because there's other songs you like that are like this, but I don't know what... uh, Not that I I love this song. I just thought it was just kind of whatever. (laughs) 
By the way, I'm looking up the Wookiee language. Yes. <laughs> and um, there actually is a written out kind of thing. <laughs> like, for instance, to say, hello, how are you? You say, <laughs> to say uh, goodbye. Or no, to say, I am well, thank you. <laughs> I am a friend is <laughs> and I am sword and sandal is <laughs> I am sword and sandals? <laughs> yeah, is that like a battle it. thing? It must be. Uh, here, here's one. How are things at the office? <laughs> okay. Oh, All right. yag, I got who I got. This might this not be on, incredibly official. This is on. This is on Wikipedia. Th- that's referenced mm-hmm. from uh, the Galactic Phrasebook and Travel Guide. Although at the bottom it does oh. say uh, this isn't exactly canon. <laughs> oh well, that's how they get you. Um. Oh no no no! That is canon. <laughs> Sorry, that is... Wait. Oh, here you go. <laughs> In dealing with telemarketers, I cannot talk on the comm link right now. Moo-hoo-mwa-ga. And now, how do you say that in Wookiee? <laughs> Anyways. Uh... <sighs> Well, I'd rather talk about how to pronounce things in Wookiee than talk about the <laughs> Imperial officers slowly walking from room oh to room. Oh my gosh. But then, and, okay, and little. Go on. <laughs> no, go. Then little, little Lumpy pulls up a cartoon <laughs> adventure on his. Yes. And this is very odd because we then see an animated adventure about his dad. It's about everybody in the Star Wars universe that this child is watching an animated TV show. So I guess the Rebel Alliance makes animated propaganda about Luke's, Luke and Leia and Chewie, right? Yeah, I, I couldn't tell is if this was um, like just like what was happening in the world <laughs> like or if this was like everyone just knows luke and them so they write stories about them right well uh, I, I have no idea but suddenly we are watching an animated adventure about that introduced the world to boba fett everyone's favorite costume <laughs> and inspiration for That's right. the one successful disney plus show and, and they um this is made by nelvana yep um, which did, um, I'm you know, trying to look at, they, they did a lot of television specials that we'll end up watching. Yeah, um, especially a cosmic Christmas was a big thing that, uh, influenced George Lucas to hire them for this. And I also, I'm sure okay. the movie heavy metal as this has a very, there's a comic artist Mobius that this is kind of modeled after, but this is very trippy. Whoa, sorry. <laughs> very they, trippy they, animation. They did the uh, Star Wars droids and Ewoks cartoons, which looks just like this. They did Madball. Madballs. Madballs. <laughs> um, and uh, My Pet Monster. Um, Beetlejuice. They yeah. did the Beetlejuice They don't cartoon. quite look as 
they don't look quite as artsy as uh, this cartoon. This has now, a real this cartoon. The thing about it, anytime you see someone you recognize in it, they will look like uh, someone um, smeared the paint on their character. But anytime yes. you see like a creature or something, like a creature will look amazing. It'll look so cool and interesting. But then they show Han Solo and it just, it, it looks like an hallucination of him. It's very stylized, but I'd rather have very stylized than like if you've ever seen the old Star Trek cartoon, which looks like the people, but it's just dull looking. Yeah, there's just like a little tiny line for their nose. And yeah. their eyes are just little squints. Yeah. <laughs> but their hair looks the same. Uh, so this is the only part of the special that you can officially see anymore. This cartoon is streaming on Disney+. Plus. This holiday special for a long time, like everybody refused to talk about it. And now finally it's just so out there that they kind of uh, doggedly admit to like, oh yeah, that was a weird thing we did. But this is the aren't the they cart- putting that on the aren't they putting that on, um, Disney Plus? Not the holiday special. You can watch this animated see. short by itself. Well, part always oh, says part of the is coming. I see. Um, well, I wondered because they um they're going to be doing a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special which is supposed to be like a joke about this but um yeah so sadly no you have to youtube it <laughs> you gotta youtube it um the cartoon is the only thing that people have like any real affection towards just because it is so odd people i've heard people say like the story is really interesting no it is bizarre. It's about <laughs> them chasing a talisman that makes you invisible, but that never comes into play. It's just there to introduce Boba Fett and make you want to buy him as an action figure. That is the only reason that this animated adventure occurs. I, I think that... Um, yes. Um. I'm I'm reading about this coming to Disney Plus, but it's so interesting. They're what well, so they put just put like a two minute thing on the on Disney Plus. Or yeah. is there more to it? No, this place is a short. Like how you can watch the little Pixar shorts. Oh. This place is a Star Wars short. Yeah. Um gosh. I, I mean put it on put it on there, Disney. What's your deal? <laughs> well, George Lucas I mean, I know that George Lucas doesn't officially own this stuff anymore, but he's no. a man who famously does not like showing anything he is not 100% happy with, and he's certainly not happy yeah. with this. No, the he said animation, he would, if he could find every copy of this, yes. if he could find every bootleg copy of this, he would take a sledgehammer to it or something. He thought that he did have all the copies of it, and it was just people releasing it off of their VHS that got this. Oh, okay back into the public but he oversaw the animation segment like he approved the okay. animators he i think he had was way more hands-on with it um so he's probably okay yeah, with the rest this of this the, someone saying that this has an interesting story is like those people are insane they must be like super star wars jerks because <laughs> there is no story this is slice of life and when i mean slice of life i mean like 
like 4.30 on a Thursday. <laughs> like that's when this show takes oh, place. <laughs> I, I meant the animated segment. They say oh, okay. has an interesting story. Oh, um, yeah. No. I think it's just nonsense. Uh, but um, one thing I want to say about this special that I do think, I think it's interesting that they made a Star Wars holiday special and they didn't just make it be, oh, they also celebrate Christmas, you know, uh, thousands of years ago or whatever. You know, like, it's, it's interesting. Oh, they've, they've made another holiday that kind of, you know, life day or whatever. Like, I think that's a cool idea to make like, oh, what would a Star Wars holiday special be like if it came on in that universe? Mm-hmm. But also, this thing would have been so much better if they just celebrated Christmas, right? <laughs> I don't I I don't know. I mean, these specials are always weird when you're on an alien planet and and suddenly there's Christmas. You get into that Masters of the Universe thing where Skeletor has to be told yeah. about Christ's death. <laughs> <laughs> like a, like the BC the, the BC cartoons. Yeah. Now, uh, something else that's interesting in terms of just like why was this made? Well, of course, people profiteering is originally said, oh, we want to make this special and possibly have this TV show because we want a whole new line of toys to make. What toys were they going to make from this special? Harvey Corman? Mommy, 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 mommy. I need the itchy doll. I need the itchy doll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the animated- you'll get lumpy and you'll like it. <laughs> All they had was lumpy at the store. I'm sorry. <laughs> mommy, mommy, I, I want whatever itchy's watching <laughs> uh okay speaking of itchy and lumpy we get we can pass over the next Harvey Corman uh comedy bit right oh where he is oh my gosh that is not a bit <laughs> it's very funny nathan he's pretending to be a robot and have glitches it while he explains is, instructions okay it is literally a someone reading an instruction manual that is as funny as it is it's very funny they reverse the film sometimes so it looks like he's going backwards uh <sighs> and then we get we are an hour because he's a robot hour and a half deep yeah obvi- obviously obviously he's a robot now we get to the big big hit of Star Wars, maybe the most talked about scene, one of the most talked about scenes when this thing came out, which was the cantina scenes, all those aliens. And who is running the cantina now but hottie B. Arthur in an (laughs) off-the-shoulder bodysuit and a long gray braid. (laughs) Wait a second. Can we talk about how we get to this scene? uh, Yes. There is an Imperial announcement saying that all ships will be grounded, um, including places like this bar. And then we see footage of B. Arthur's bar. <laughs> but aren't there aren't the people watching the footage? Yes. This is a big like MC Escher <laughs> drawing of people peering into one script. You can tell this was like a script page that just got inserted into the middle of the script. It makes not a lick of sense. The important thing is we you, get to see like, Harvey Corman as a third mandatory viewing. 
They were saying like, this is mandatory viewing. Yes. The stormtroopers all have to watch <laughs> B. Arthur kick everyone out of her bar, <laughs> including Harvey Corman as an alien with a uh, vagina stuck on his head that he pours drinks into. Uh, and to get all of the aliens out of her bar, B. Arthur sings a seven minute long number that is like a Brechtian oh. musical number where she says goodbye to everybody. Well, why should I describe it when we can? Uh, no. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. I can take a hint. We'll have one more round. This one's on the house. I'll run a tab for the Empire. Here we go. Now, in this scene, we're seeing, I mean, to be fair, this cantina scene is packed with people in alien outfits. And I guess they could only film 20 minutes at a time because people were literally passing out unless they could get their masks off because it was so hot in these rubber costumes. Um, I, when this, when she started to sing, my stomach sank. The nights get shorter, it seems. Oh my gosh, stop it. Just one more rhyme, friend. No! (laughs) That number goes on for a little while. Uh, I guess this scene uh, shot for, I want to say it started at six in the morning and they filmed until about 10 in the evening. (laughs) Oh, that's how long this thing took just for this musical number. Oh, is this what got her on golden girls? <laughs> the one thing. Yeah. Um, okay. And then it's announced all the empire, uh, have to leave. There's like a special announcement. So all the stormtroopers leave the house and then Han and Chewbacca just walk back in. <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry lumpy lumpy rigged up a machine that oh, tricks right. the the stormtroopers into all leaving and then han and chewbacca just walk in the door <laughs> and there is a i'm looking here 10 full minutes of hugging <laughs> and then it's time to celebrate life day which means that everyone wears red robes and holds glowing orbs and they walk into a strange temple filled with dry ice. Um, the reason why they're wearing red robes is because they ran out of budget. And so they just put red robes and they ran to a, a costume shop and bought all the Chewbacca masks from the Halloween section <laughs> and put them on the serious? top of people's robes. Oh my gosh. You mean the ones that it's like a plastic bag? <laughs> Yeah, like Ben Cooper, it's just like matted fur on <laughs> glued to a William Shatner head. Uh, and then Carrie Fisher sings the Ballad of Life Day to us. Another. This is the promise of the tree of life. We celebrate a day of peace, a day of harmony. 
it's also important, uh, speaking as a child who hated sitting through slow musical numbers, oh. this show has three slow ballad musical numbers and one rock number that what child is going to be excited to see the Jefferson Starship? I mean, I know we're talking 1978, so it's kind of like, you know, everyone just watched everything. It's like what we say on here. There wasn't as much programming to just one audience type because you had to appeal to everybody because there was only so many channels. So And you couldn't play video games. <laughs> and you couldn't play video games. No. You'd have to go to Maybe the arcade Pong. and play Pong. <laughs> you, could you play Pong from home yet? I don't think from home. You had to go to the uh, the arcade or the billiards hall. <laughs> so now she is singing this to the Star Wars theme. <laughs> She's gazing lovingly up at Chewbacca, nestling her face into his fur. Mala's standing right there. Can't be too happy about it. And now when all the Wookiees start walking away and walking into the universe. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Do, okay, so there was another commercial I was interested in. Did that? Does that happen at the end? Or sorry, there is. I forgot. This program ends with a tra- a transparency of Chewbacca staring into the camera like it's saying that he died in action in Vietnam (laughs) and it's playing scenes from Star Wars over his head as though he's having flashbacks. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Um, Okay. And that, that is how it ends. Yes. So, Oh, well then they don't, they have a commercial for the toys at the end. For the, the official end. Star Wars toys? Yeah. Yes, they do. So there is glorious. a commercial at, during this that is for this robot toy. Yes. Shall we listen to it now? Yes. All right. Let's listen to this. And this is for a a little, it's a cute little robot on uh, little wheels in a living room with a big chunky controller. This is Tobor. Tobor, the telesonic robot. Batteries not included. He's under your control. With a click from the telesonic commander, to circle, to proceed forward, to circle, or to pick up the support module and return, all on your command. Tobor is robot spelled backwards. Tobor, <laughs> telesonic robot from Shopper. Uh, now, that music think- makes it sound like a Diane Carroll situation where Di- where Tobor's going to sleep with you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, did John Carpenter do the theme song to this commercial? <laughs> It's amazing. But I love that they're like Tobor is robot spelled backwards. Was some guy in like in Mark was some guy in Mark was like, dude, this name sucks. We have to explain it. We have to explain why it's why it's Tobar. Um, I love his little support space support module, which is a little briefcase that Tobor picks up with his little magnet hand. It looks like he's going to work. He's going to robot work. <laughs> To work and for the like Women's the little, Garment Union. Yeah. And this is clearly a toy for boys, but it's like, uh, and I'm happy this is progressive, but there's this little girl who's like super excited when he, when she, when he picks up the suitcase. She's over the moon about Tobor. Yeah, I know. I was like, there's no way. I mean, okay. 
like I said, I'm happy for the progressive take on this. But yeah, it does seem out of place in these 70s kind of commercials. Yeah. Thank you, Tobor. Thank or you, Tobor. as some might call him, Tabor. Because Tabor spell is robot spelled backwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very astute. Very <laughs> astute. Thank you. I'd like to include everyone. Oh, okay. I'm I'm checking just I honestly shut this off before it ends usually. So I was a little hazy on the flash shot. It it does not end with a, a deceased seeming Chewbacca. It ends with the Wookiees gazing lovingly at each other with all of these mysterious light orbs in the middle of the table. Yeah. It's it, this thing it, uh, was such a drag. I, it took me two days to watch it. <laughs> Do you think families made it all the way through? I mean, truly, this must have been confounding to watch. I mean, what what was on before it? I, I mean, what was I'll- on like on other channels? <sighs> you know, like is there a TV guide to show like what was th- what was also playing? I mean, what's the show after this? Like Flight Girls or something? <laughs> Flying High. Flying High. <laughs> I'll tell you what wasn't playing because they announced it at the beginning of the show. Be presented this evening. Oh, shoot. I just ruined that joke. Well, imagine it's just great. <laughs> um, is it Chips again? <laughs> it's not Chips. What is it? The Incredible Hulk will not be presented oh. this evening. Oh, my gosh. How much of a bummer would it have been? Oh, that's all he's tuned in. And then our theme song plays that they ripped off from us. It's such a, a, a unsettling looking image because you're just seeing the Incredible Hulk with a rainbow behind him and that <laughs> eerie silence and TV static. Tonight, the Incredible Hulk will not be seen so, may that, we, so that we may show you this special... Tonight, we peek into the lives of a Wookiee as he ejaculates to pour. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Nathan, do you think that this is is worth, like, watching any parts of this? Do you think that there's any enjoyment for people to be had? Like a highlights uh, reel, even. Uh, just watch the two second cartoon on Disney Plus. <laughs> of course, we are sponsored I by mean, Disney how many Plus. Jokes? We get uh, five hundred dollars yeah. for every subscription. How many? Um, I mean, well, when the Guardians of the Galaxy Star Wars special comes out, how many jokes from this are they going to pull? And if that's true, well, then you should, you I should don't explain. Know. They're making a Christmas special with Guardians of the Galaxy, and James Gunn said he was inspired by this special, which he said he loved as a kid. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's where that come that reference comes from. So it's not like it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be all the same <laughs> plot. It better not be watching Drax family silently <laughs> stare at each other. <laughs> Or just Groot, like a bunch of like Groots just going, I am Groot. I am Groot. And it's Bron- oh, oh, Groot. Oh. 
Bronson <laughs> Prince show comes by as the space trader. If they don't get Bronson Pitcho in this, then then James Gunn is a fool. <laughs> That's a perfect person to put in this. And what what past their prime band do they get? Um oh Velvet Revolver. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> oh man, who would it be? Would it be like freaking like uh, Imagine? No. Were you going to say Fallout Boy? Yes. Fallout Boy is actually perfect. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say like Goo Goo Dolls or something. (laughs) That's very funny. I feel like they're too old. No, Fallout Boy is the perfect. They're at their perfect level of career. (laughs) Jimmy World. God, do you remember the Fallout Boy Ghostbusters theme? And it sounded like a parody. Oh, my God. It sounded like one of your... uh, your your bus choir parodies. <laughs> bus choir makes me feel good. <laughs> All right. Well, huh, as always, if you loved hearing what we talked about today, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Be sure to like it on every single platform. And um, be sure to reach out to us on social media because that's how we know people listen and have thoughts. I've had several people do this and it's always very flattering and nice to know that Mm -hmm. somebody is listening to us and enjoying it. And like and subscribe reviews, five star only. Um, yeah. Send me an email. Tell me you love me. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right, Jeremy, any closing thoughts? Uh, I did. Now I can't think of it. So no. Hey, I got one for you, buddy. May the force be with you. <laughs> oh, right. Nice. Bye. Bye. Oh, I did have a closing thought. <laughs> uh, I'd like. There's two episodes now. There's no Stony. Hey guys, I know you wrapped things up, but I wanted to pop my head in and say, all right. You got itchy, you got lumpy, you got chewy, you gotta have room for stony.